0: Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead, and some days are magical like great banana bread. Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads. The voices in our heads. The voices in our Hi, guys. How are you? Congratulations on not taking your own lives. You did it again. I knew you could. I knew you could. Man, how you doing? How how you feeling with Feel Your Feelings January, guys? You okay? You all right? Doesn't mean just because it's not January no more doesn't mean we got to stop feeling our feelings, okay? You can keep Feel Your Feelings February. It makes more sense with that month because starts with Fs if we're doing the, um, what's it called? the staccato no that's a musical term the onomatopoeia Ooh, i got it second time is when i always get stuff right mm. ah, drinking coffee i'm drinking coffee out of a um a, a, a paper coffee cup that i got a lot like four days ago in a delivery and it's like a paper coffee cup where if you saw it you wouldn't be like "Ooh, she loves good coffee you know You'd see it and be like, yeah, she don't really give a shit. Is there water in there? It's probably tea. It just looks like bad coffee. And I don't know why. I just really like this cup. And I keep re- reusing it to save the environment. But it's not its not really what's behind it. What's behind it is, I just like this cup. God, see, this is what happens when you don't have fucking sex for a year. You just, you just, you're in awe of cups. <laughs> honestly not half bad this cup will not disappoint me Ooh, shots fired to myself really <laughs> shots to myself guys we're gonna switch gears from being like wow 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 even though that's good that's a good thing to cry you cry whenever you feel like it trust me you girl i've been crying i probably cried i probably cry a lot today i don't know i love crying it's great it's such a release it's like the jizzing for the soul. Crying. Oh, my God. Crying is jizzing for the soul. Wow. I'm so poetic. I got to write that down. Crying is jizzing. I'm sure I'm not the first person to say that. Is j- Wait, let me Google it. Crying. Let me Google it in quotes. Crying is jizzing for the soul. I'm putting it into Google in quotes. <gasps> no results. I'm an original thinker. Oh. Uh- Wow. Crying is jizzing for the soul. I got to make merch first. I got to do something with that. <laughs> My point in not talking about all that is the crying and the wah is that I'm going to, okay, last episode, I kind of teased this like new, t- new direction I want to go in. And I will, I'm going to talk about just random funny shit today because we need a little laughing. I often forget, I often forget that I'm in stand-up, I'm a stand-up comedian. My job is to make people laugh. And that's what I like doing because my mom was bipolar and it was really hard to get her to smile, okay? So I'll get off my deck. <sighs> Coffee, man. Um, I'm switching gears and I'll tell you about the gear shift at the end. But basically, just give you a little heads up. <laughs> I'm going to make you unafraid of death, motherfuckers. I have been reading books, well, listening to books. That have changed my life. And I feel like every month I find a book that changes my life. And I'm like, Christina, it's your purpose here on Earth to share your findings with others. And it is. And that's what I'm doing. And that's why I love this podcast. And I love you. Okay? I love you. Um, I'm going to make... I, I, the, the things that I have learned from the books that I have listened to... That doesn't make me a worse person and less smart because I listen to them, okay? I love Cleaning. And I love cleaning and listening to an audiobook, And that's my me time. Well, every time is me time. When you live alone. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> I hope you think I'm funny. But I, fuck it, I think I'm funny. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically... Over the next couple weeks, I am going to convince you that there's life after death. Like, but give you proof. And it's all good stuff. It's uh, I mean, I've just been devouring these audiobooks lately that have presented me with scientific studies, number one, because I, your girl loves the explanation, okay? I know some things can't be explained, but, like, why I'm so, like, beautiful. But I, when it comes to supernatural shit, life after death, ghosts, or spirits, that's like the nicer thing to say, spirits. I want to I want proof. I want video proof. I want audio proof. Show me all the proof. OK, I'm very skeptical, but I, I I'm skeptical because I really want to prove this to myself if I can. And I pretty sure I did. And I'm going to prove it to you. And you're going to. OK, so by the by the time I'm done with you in the next couple of weeks, guys, with the voices in our heads, like give me a couple of weeks to present this information to you a little bit over time, you know you're going to not be afraid of of death but not that's not to say you're going to kill yourself don't do that can you not do that please (laughs) I know immediate gratification it sounds so nice when you're suffering but I promise you you're going to any problem in your life I'm pretty sure I'm going to convince you of this any problem in your life whatever it is and I look at the problems in my life I got some and they're really sad and bad like my mom's mean to me and she's a bully I don't like that. That sucks. And that really makes me sad and anxious all the time. But once I kind of unearthed all this information about spirits, uh, I don't want to say spirits because I don't want to deter you, um, about connecting with something bigger than yourself. That's, I think everybody can relate to that, right? What do you like, sports? You like sports? That's a connecting to something bigger than yourself. Uh, um, I can't think of anything else right now. But you you growing flowers in your backyard? That's cool. That's connecting to something bigger than yourself. I think that's something that every human being has in common. But I'm going to present to you just your proof that all of the problems in our life are lessons. Your body is a rental car. That's a phrase that kind of came in my head when I I was listening to these audiobooks. And then one of the audiobooks that I listened to pretty much said that exact line and I was like am I a fucking psychic genius? The answer is yeah. But your body is a rental car. You're here on earth, right? And just entertain this little rant. Okay? Just just pretend just just see if you could find it in your little heart to to get on board with what I'm saying. We're here to learn stuff and to love. That's like pretty much the thesis of everything that i'm consuming and i will don't worry i will i will present to you compelling stories and evidence that that is the truth but your body's a rental car and you know i feel like you only have this life well no you have multiple lives (laughs) i gotta stop explaining it because i'm getting too excited and i think i'm drinking too much coffee but your body's a rental car So you have fucking fun, you know, go fun places, do fun things. Obviously, with COVID, shit's a little limited. unless you're in Florida, in which case they party and like COVID never happened. Probably going to go there in the middle of February. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's February now. God damn it. Time's moving by so slow and yet so fast. But yeah, by the uh, by the time I'm done with y'all and presenting all this evidence of the next couple I'm gonna give myself a couple like a month or two because this is a lot of stuff that I'm ingesting and I really want to take the time to present it to you in a way that sticks and I also want to pepper in the funny because I'm a comedian and that's my job and I forget it every day so (laughs) you're you're gonna really understand the whole meaning behind your body as a rental car by the time I'm done with y'all ugh god Okay. What do I want to do next? Oh, you know what? <laughs> this is what I want to do next. I want to do some fuckboy theater. Yeah. Fuckboy theater. This is um a bio of a man named Pucus. Just kidding. His name's Lucas. <laughs> And now some of this stuff, this girl sent me these screenshots of this guy's bio. And and I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, you know, I don't use this segment to make fun of, I certainly don't want to make fun of men or deter any man from being honest about how he feels, right? Uh, just sometimes how you feel sucks. <laughs> what are you going to do? But, um, so I was reading this, these multiple screenshots that this girl sent me about pucus Lucas, Lucas, sorry, it's Lucas. And... I was like, ah, you know, I kind of do want to read this because it's ridiculous, but am I making fun of a guy who just wants to love and wants to be loved, and that's, you know, that's something we all have in common, and it's really hard, i got to be honest, to be a good person and to also be a stand-up comic, because I can't make fun of, I, I, I can, if you're a shit person, I'll make fun of you, then that's my the doors opening for me to make fun of you, but if you're trying something in earnest, I can't <laughs> that's sweet, you know? so i was reading and i was reading all these screenshots and and then at the end of the screenshots i was like oh oh yeah no no i can make fun of this guy so (laughs) so bear with me folks buckle up as we read the bio again this is his bio this is what he's saying to strangers he doesn't know yet this is his advertisement okay of lucas uh his self-summary my name is lucas Unlike most men, I'm very warm and affectionate. I have no problem, to be honest, and open about my feelings, needs, and problems. Okay. It's not... Even I know that's not grammatically correct. I have a serious approach to life and relationships, and I walk hard on the ground because I have bad experiences. I like the way you put that. I don't have distant plans and dreams because people I have met have taught me that big plans and dreams don't make sense. I think you need new friends, Lucas. After all, people lie and make empty promises. He's a glass half full kind of guy, huh? That is why I'm now short-sighted and finding a woman with whom, with whom I will create a stable relationship for years is a huge challenge nowadays. Not to mention starting a family. Amen. Amen, Lucas. Honestly, I hear you. Therefore, I do not plan to have a family, children, etc. Additionally, I am very tolerant and understanding. Many women don't want or can't have children, and they deserve for happiness, love, and a relationship. I agree. That's sweet. Because there is nothing worse than loneliness. I feel like we we all, we all feel you on that one, buddy. And I believe that the most beautiful value in life is to have a loved one by your side who you can always rely on and who will always be with you for good and bad. Can I laugh and make you laugh? It all depends on whether I'm happy with the person I spend time with. I I mean, yeah. Okay. Can you laugh and joke when someone upsets you and misbehaves? What kind of misbehaving are you talking about? I think that each of us could write a book about ourselves here because what we are, how we behave depends on many factors and who we spend time with. Therefore, I invite you to a conversation, preferably by phone or to a meeting over a cup of good coffee, tea or any other drink you prefer. Winky face that to me says he wants to get you drunk. You know, the, w- the winky face. Lucas, the winky face. Come on. Don't worry, guys. I'm not even halfway through. P.S. If you want to know who and what I'm looking for, you can read it in the bottom of my profile. His current goal on his profile is listed as create a happy relationship for years. I could probably beat you at video games. Tongue out emoji. My golden rule Treat others as you would like to be treated. Fight for love because only love is the greatest value in life. Honestly, I hear you on that. Uh, I val uh, I value love. A perfect day for Lucas is with the love of my life at my side. The most private thing I'm willing to admit: I'm addicted to sweets. <laughs> Boom, boom, that ain't your biggest secret. Oh, well, oh, well, that's true. That's not the prompt. The prompt was the most private thing you're willing to admit. I mean, willing to admit? How addicted are you? Oh, I got so many questions. Shit, he wrote me in. Damn it. Well, you know what? I'm not on on-dating app, so I can't message him. But if I was, I kind of would. Anyway, don't worry. I'm not done yet. What I'm actually looking for. Here's the kicker. Here's the where I was like, and here it is. I know that finding a woman who meets all these criteria is practically impossible. Therefore, building a relationship requires many compromises, understandings because understanding because each of us is different and has different priorities and expectations. I mean, I agree. Therefore, if you do not meet all these aspects, do not be afraid and write to me because every problem can be solved by conversation. I mean, most most problems yeah see it's like I half agree with this guy I half don't I don't know where I stand but we're getting there a woman with whom I will create a happy stable relationship for years a woman who is serious about life and relationships a self critical woman ooh that's me Lucas who can see not only my flaws oh I see them already boo boo I got you but also hers and works on them woo that's me baby A woman who is not afraid of boredom and routine. Oh. Damn it. So close. Because these are the basic factors of a stable relationship for years. Now, okay. Thanks to boredom and routine, you can feel safe and plan for a future together. (laughs) I just... Okay, I'll keep going. A woman who is not afraid of problems does not run away from them, but tries to solve them through conversation and mutual respect and understanding. A woman who is self-sufficient, financially stable, and does not seek a sponsor. Huh? You mean like AA? Wait, what do you mean by sponsor, Lucas? Lucas, what do you mean by sponsor? Wait, what? A woman with whom we can collect money for our future—this <laughs> fucking like monopoly—and making our dreams come true. I mean, if boredom's your dream, a woman who loves me as m- with as much affection as mine uh, i don't. Okay, who cares about her looks, and is a hot woman who will ignite my senses as much as I do. <laughs> AKA can you jerk me off better than my hand can? I dare you to try. Just say that. And then this is this is this is these last two sentences are the ones where I'm like, "What? A woman who does not hurt the public. A woman who has her own opinion and does not reveal our secrets and problems in a relationship to friends, families, strangers." and see, guys that's a wrap on Lucas that's a wrap on Lucas and what does he mean by that if I hit you please do not tell strangers or your friends or your family a psychologist is a stranger if I say your ass is fat but in a bad way do not tweet that this is Lucas's rule book to be in a relationship with him if you poop and i smell it i'll murder you if i poop and you smell it shut the fuck up lady you're not supposed to talk if i have sex with your friend then i had sex with your friend and that's okay but you can have sex with my friend but only if it's in front of me so i can enjoy it as well also (laughs) Lucas, you're killing me. Lucas, you're killing me. Uh, Lucas, uh, there's this um, miniature dachshund, by the way, on Instagram. I think the handle is at my name is Lucas, and this <laughs> this dog is obsessed with Taylor Swift. So he, ju- so it's just wait. I am Lucas. Uh, I want to give you the right information, Lucas. Wait, Lucas. Fuck, fuck. I gotta find it, Lucas. Lu- oh, I am called Lucas. <laughs> oh, my God. I am called Lucas is the handle. Lucas is L-U-C-A-S. Oh, my God. He's his old ass miniature dachshund, which the second I laid eyes on him, on him I was like, oh, my God. Kevin's going to be that old one day. And I can't even. I can't even. But this old dachshund is obsessed with Taylor Swift. So all the, the posts are mostly... Like okay, they're really cute. It's of Lucas in New York City. Uh, oh, this one photo is him in New York City. Maybe he visited New York City, and he's just like 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 this is him. Now this is a this Taylor Swift song is over a video of Lucas driving a car. I mean, obviously the and drinking a beer. Obviously, you know the the dog mom or dad fucking finagled it. And Lucas is not actually driving a car and listening to Taylor Swift. Nah. But I am called Lucas. It's a great fucking account. (laughs) Mincher Dachshund. Who's old as hell because he's gray and he's got got cataracts. And he's obsessed with Taylor Swift. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I got to remind I'm going to put that. I am called Lucas. I just love that. I love old dogs. Uh, Hey... If you're listening to this, which you are, because you hear this part, um, February 13th is a Saturday. What are you doing Saturday, February 13th? Nothing. Oh, my God. I have the perfect plan for you. I have the perfect plan plan so corinne fisher and i you know corinne fisher she's the great lady and we call it guys and on february 13th at 9 p.m eastern time it's 6 p.m west coast time it's 8 p.m central time and it's other times other places but it's 9 p.m my time <laughs> We're doing a live... We're doing a show, but it's online. So a, you can access it from anywhere around the world as long as you got fucking internet, okay? Please buy tickets to the show. It's going to be really fun and special. I can't... I'm bad at pumping things up in in, in a way that it deserves. So I'm just going to beg you to buy tickets to the show. I'll have the ticket link in the description of the podcast. I'm writing that down so I don't forget. Ticket link in description. <laughs> we're doing a live Corinne and I are going to basically talk up top and just like say things and read things and share things that are like you know it'll be it's good Corinne and I fucking mm, geniuses you know and then we're going to be opening it up to the audience if you have advice if you need or if you need advice rather on anything sex dating relationships is usually the topics that we get asked about but you can ask us about anything we've gotten we've we've had we've been given advice for seven and a half years we're pretty fucking good at it and it's entertaining and it's fun and you'll learn something and if you're a dumb bitch and we say that lovingly because i was we're off we're all recovering dumb bitches god i did some dumb bitch shit those days are behind me right Those days are behind me, right? No. Oh, fuck you. So on February 13th, 9 p.m., we're going to be doing, yeah, live Did That Help, uh, where you can ask us uh, for your advice and bring us your questions. And then at the end, you can ask Karen and I any question you want. It could be personal. It can be about whatever you want that's not under the umbrella of the types of things we answer for Did That Help, our series on Instagram, which is at guyswefucked, but the fuck doesn't have the U in it. So that we can get accepted. And respect that. So come to that, please. And if you can't make it at that exact time, buy a ticket and you get access to view the show for 24 hours. So Can you come to that? Please. Uh. That's how you get people to get to a show, right? That's how you sell tickets. You just go, come on, can you just come to it? Please. Uh. Shit, I just realized I got to buy snow gear. I'm, I've never done a winter sport. Can you believe that? I've born and raised in the East Coast. I've never skied, never even fucking snow tubed. I've gone down a hill on a sled, but I mean, it was fun, but I'm not, that's not a sport, you know? I mean, it can be a sport, but I didn't do it in the sport way. I just did it on a, hey, can I borrow the top of your Tupperware container, mom, so I can go sled down this really tiny hill and pretend that's more fun than it is. Thank you. I just want to get out of the house. Thank you. (laughs) So yeah, my friend Donna and I are going away at the end of the month. And my birthday's February 19th. I love my birthday. I really do. Because I love myself. <laughs> and you should love yourself. But I really love my birthday. I love when it's other people's birthdays. I think that's so great. Because you just a day to celebrate yourself. Yeah, my birthday's February 19th. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> um, uh, I'm doing a winter sport for the first time. We're going to this place upstate... And it's like a little mini cabin. So it's just like the two of you. So it's like COVID safe or whatever. Hey, you got to live your life. You know what I mean? You got to I'm staying the fuck inside so much that, you know, and I kind of like it. But then every once in a while, you got to go outside and do a thing. You got to go somewhere, you know? So I'm going to go somewhere and we're going to do cross country skiing, which I'm pretty sure is just like putting a tennis racket on your shoe and like walking through the woods in the snow. But like, whatever. I'm excited for it. I'm very easily impressed. I'm amazed. It does not take a lot to amaze me. Nature is just fucking so impressive to me. (laughs) Hi, my name is Christina. I'm really impressed by nature. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but you got to like the little things, guys. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. This is again, get- I bought a heated, I went to Target the other day, not to brag, but I went to Target and I got a heated blanket because my apartment is two stories, not to brag, but at first I lived here with three other girls, so fuck you, and the downstairs is where my bedroom is, that's the basement of the building. There's just straight up no heat in that room, and it's fucking cold out, so my upstairs is a sauna, ooh, cute, and then my downstairs is a freezer, and I'm like, can I get any typo in the middle for with anything in my life can something be medium no okay just check it just wanted to see if something could be in the middle but it's fine i'm used to it so my downstairs i'm heat and kevin has been shitting him not has been but there's one time that he pooped in bed and i was like well that's not good um, uh, but he was, eat- I was giving him this bone that gave him diarrhea. So I was like, you know, and, and he pooped on my, my weighted blanket. He diarrheaed on my weighted blanket. And I'm like, well, I'm not <laughs> just throwing it out. Cause I don't even know if- I lost my laundry card for the laundry in the building. And, um, I just, I'm just threw it out. I just threw it out. Cause you know, I'm just like, I'm just going to throw it out. So I got like a really shitty comforter. That's not very heavy. And so I slept in it and I was like, "Well, this is very cold and I do not like this experience of sleeping down here." So I was sleeping upstairs for a while in the sauna. <laughs> no middle ground, huh? Nothing. Just a mild day maybe would be nice. So I went to Target and I got a heated blanket. Holy shit, if you live in a place with no heat or a cold place, a heated blanket's a game changer. First of all, it was 24.99. And I was like, that's cheap as hell. And then I took it home and I realized it was very tiny. And I was like, oh, well, it's not as cheap anymore. But it heats up real nice and there's an automatic timer thing. So it goes off after 10 hours and your girl sleeps for 10 hours. I really do. So I put the heated blanket on the bottom of all of that, you know, and then I put the comforter on and I turned it on to warm up the bed the first night I got it. And then I went back upstairs to my sauna And then I did all my sauna stuff like smoke weed and read poetry and pull tarot cards for myself and read books. We'll listen to books. And then I went downstairs to Kevin to go to bed to my freezer and getting into that bed with a a preheated, heated blanket. Holy shit. I felt like I was sleeping in the womb. Ugh, womb. That's triggering. It's like you're sleeping in a bathtub, but it's your bed. So you can't drown in water. The only thing you can drown in is your negative thought patterns, okay? But that won't kill you. Well, it will, but just slowly. Not like drowning in water will. So, hey, heat a blanket. You should get one if you're cold. <laughs> that's, my, that's my plea. To That's my, uh... I'm trying to get sponsors. Can heat a heat and blanket sponsor me? And Jawsercise? I Okay, first of all, I tagged size because I've been sizing. It's fitness for your face! Because I saw it on... Instagram or wherever the fuck I saw it, whatever dumb fuck place I saw it, and I was like, "Wait, you can make your face not fat? All right, I'll try that." And it's just a rubber ball that you chew. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it, but that's basically what it is. And I chew it, and I make Instagram videos, and I'm like, "Ha ha he he." Okay. And then I tagged a minute because I kept. I, I'm kind. I like this. And if anything, I don't know if it makes my face less fat or fit or whatever, but I do like the oral fixation of just chewing on something, like a rubber ball. So I tagged them and I was like, please sponsor me. And I was kind of kidding. But I was like, oh, do they have an Instagram? I just did at Jawsercise and it popped up. So I was like, cool. And then I went on their Instagram and I was like, oh, some beefy dude runs this. He probably has a life. And then I, when they tagged them, they messaged me and I was like, oh, cool. And they said, oh, thanks for the shout out. And I was like, that's it. You didn't, you're not going to sponsor me? And then I got an email from them and I was like, how the fuck did you know my email address? It's, I mean, it's not that obvious, you know? I don't list my email address, but I was like, who the fuck psychic-ass man wants to be my boyfriend? I mean, got my email address. What? So, anyway, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get sponsored by Heated Blankets and Size. <laughs> it's a niche market, but I'm a niche girl. Right? I'm coming with a lot of zingers today, guys. I've been watching CNN and, um... <laughs> I, I, this is not, I don't give a shit if you like CNN or not. It does not matter. You're entitled to your opinion and I respect that. What I, what I want to comment on in regards to CNN is when Chris Cuomo. Oh, oh, he's so hot. And Don Lemon. Oh, Don is so, they're both so hot in different ways and it's just great. And their programs are back to back. So Chris Cuomo always hands it over to Don Lemon and they have this little in between time where they meet they're both on the screen in their respective studios and they like flirt with each other or whatever or like talk i guess and then and then at the end they always say i love you to each other and i was like take you know what i fucking love that i love they're i'm pretty sure they're both married to women i love when straight men say i love you to each other guys you guys don't have enough friends. Got unique guys. You need more guy friends that you like get you and understand you and are curious about you and vice versa. Okay, because women we be over here having these dope ass friendships that are truly life changing. And then I look at all the guys and I'm like, you ain't got a lot of friends boo boo and that I don't blame you for it. I blame society. It's bullshit. But I feel like I love seeing an example of two men that are friends that are both really fucking hot. They say I love you to each other on air i'm like that's fucking beautiful and i'm like well if you love each other so much why don't you kiss slowly and film it on a video and text it to me no all right well just a suggestion (laughs) i yeah i i just i just think that's great i just think it's great guys you gotta have guy friends i mean if you do good but like how deep are your male friendships because when Corinne and I started Guys We Fucked, one of the things that we picked up on immediately is that guys don't talk to other guys about fucking. Uh, beyond, yeah, I fucked her, and we had sex, and, and, uh, and then I went to the game, and then my team won. Or, and I know that's a very hacky stereotype of a man. But it ain't that far off from what a lot of yous is doing. I'm related to some of, some men, and I see what yous do, and you don't really have deep inspiring friendships so i encourage you to explore that just just do it okay if you don't already some you know what okay i don't know if you guys are like this but sometimes i'll do something that's so fucking embarrassing you know what it was adderall fueled too i don't know (laughs) i agree i did stuff yo when i was like hopped up on Adderall. I never snorted Adderall, but I would take up to, like, fucking 80 milligrams a day. For a little gal like me, that's a lot. And I would agree to do shit that I didn't actually want to (laughs) do. Like, I had let this girl that I... I, We're colleagues, and I she's great. Nothing wrong with her. She's wonderful. I don't know her that well, but I was like, yeah, you want to stay at my house for the summer? And she was like, really? I'm like, yeah, sure. Hopped up on Adderall, and then... The time comes where she's like, okay, I'm going to come over. And I'm like, cool. How, you take my bed. I'll sleep in the loft in the middle of the summer when it's hot. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the fuck, Christina? But one of the things I did, I went to my childhood best friend's wedding. Oh, This is years back. And she just a lovely gal. I love this gal. She's fucking, she's the shit. We've been friends since we were uh, like... I was five and she was four, and um, and it's cool because we've stayed in each other's lives. We follow each other on Instagram. Social media does make it super clutch to stay in touch with people and to know what's going on in their lives. That's part of what I like about it. And she invited me to her wedding, and it was so nice because I saw you know all I'm friends with a lot of her friends uh, that I grew up with. Her friends, you know, I had I had this weird thing. I don't really know what it was. I think it's because my household was so volatile, such a bad environment, and I didn't really understand that, that it caused me to act kind of weird. And there was just like this t- point in my childhood, maybe where I was like nine or 10, where I just started acting weird, but I didn't understand. I didn't know it, you know? And then everyone's like, you're weird. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, huh? Excuse me? Where'd all my friends go? Okay, I'll just play by myself. It's fine. And I know that I was acting weird, and I, I can't even give you... It's just like... I don't even know. I go. I go to think of like what was I like as a kid that and during that time, and I don't really got any examples for you. Anyway, she invited me to her wedding, and I was nervous. And one of the things I didn't realize is that I have social anxiety, which you would think I don't, but I do. But Adderall makes you feel like a goddamn Barack Obama in any room. You're like, I'm the shit. I, you know, I speak my mind in ways that move people. When really, you're like, oh my God, hi, oh my God, where'd you get that shirt? I have that exact same sweater. And it's like, you know, you hear, you hear something different than what other people hear come out of your mouth. And so I went to that wedding and I remember drinking, but it was more the Adderall. I think I did Adderall because she had one of the, one of the things um, that they all have at weddings a lot of times is a guest book. This was years ago, guys. Don't, don't COVID shame me, Okay is a guest book and you write but instead of a guest book they had a wooden bench that they were going to put in their backyard of their home and i was like oh it's so beautiful and (laughs) and everybody signed it and they wrote a nice message and at the end i i thought it would be funny i'm like thinking back at this now i'm like christina you fucking moron what that's so inappropriate i thought it would be funny to draw on the a, a a giant cartoon jizzing dick on the bench (laughs) and you know my name underneath it so you knew who wrote it you knew you knew who who drew that dick on this beautiful heartfelt sweet bench where her like oma is writing a sweet letter to her like her grandma her nana and where did i place the dick right in the center of the top of that bench wouldn't you know it? it's like one of the first things you see and katie was real pissed and i was and the next day i was like she goes, did you fucking draw a dick on my bench? And I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, fuck. You know I did. And it was this is not, you know, drawing dicks is within my character in certain situations, right? Not at oh, my childhood friend's wedding where I'm seeing her parents who are like my parents and they were the only like safe household that I had when I was a kid or whatever. And, you know, I'm seeing all these people that I've known for so long. And they don't know, you know, oh God. I just, I remembered it the other day and I just got re-embarrassed i apologize i didn't st- i was probably apologized for, for a long time about over that one but i i purchased for her a sander off of amazon I, I, I was like hey katie sorry about drawing that dick on your bench this sander's on me and that memory just popped up again that i did that and i'm like what the fuck and then i went to get re-embarrassed about it and i was like no just talk about it on the podcast okay there's no reason to get embarrassed you already lived down the shame is it snowing where you are, guys? Because it's snowing where I am. I'm in New York. I'm in New York City. It's really nice. It the there is a snow there was a blizzard on my, my Monday night? No, Sunday night. And it was so I hadn't watched the news in three days. I didn't look at it on my phone. I didn't fucking look at it on the TV. And I was like, well, this is a better way to live. But then consequence of that is I didn't know there was gonna be a blizzard. <laughs> Corinne emails me. She's like, "Hey, let's let's push the recording back to Wednesday because uh, the blizzard." And I was like, "Wait, what?" And I just googled it. I'm like, "Oh shit, we're supposed to get like a foot and a half." Ugh, I gotta go to the grocery store. And I did, but I bought stuff to like make PB and J, which you know counts, but it's not that healthy. But as the snow was falling, and it was fall, it was a straight up blizzard. And it was so nice. I realized one of the reasons why I love staying up late at night is not only because I'm a stand-up comedian, well, I was. Well, I still am. I'm just not doing it as much cuz COVID. <sighs> but I I love I live on a major street. I'm on the first floor, so there's just a lot of noise all the time. And at night, because I live around a lot of hospitals and stuff, it's fucking empty at night. Oh, it rules. It's so so quiet. So I'm in my living room and you can't hear a goddamn thing because it's so quiet. So when this blizzard was happening in the middle of the night, I was like, well, isn't this the goddamn perfect time to meditate on my meditation cushion. So I took my meditation cushion. It was about 2 a.m. Smoked a little weed. Very glad I did that. And I went to meditate. And then I went to meditate and it was like someone was playing a joke on me. The second I went to put on this OM chanting music eight and i counted them eight snow plows went right by my apartment driving extremely slow with their metal scoop thing viciously scraping the pavement of the road that's right outside my home and i'm on my cushion trying to keep my eyes closed i hear the sounds and sometimes you do a meditation where they're like if you hear any sounds just like notice it and like okay cool there's that sound and then eight snowplows slowly rolled by like they were mocking me <laughs> hey let's fuck up that child lady's good time but with the sounds of grinding metal <laughs> eight drove by and over the course of 10 minutes but you heard it was like 10 minutes worth of like i'm not even gonna try to do it cuz i know for a fact at least one listener listens to my podcast while she rides her horse in the snowy fields and i do not want to fuck up that good time for you girl <laughs> like those tractor trailer snowplows did it for me i'm stopping the cycle thank you thank you very much oh yeah i wish you, i wish you all could have been there cuz i'm like are you fucking really and then after the eight snowplow slowly drove did a drive by very slow Like, three more came. It was like the rhino at the end of the Jumanji parade. The Jumanji thing. We, like, run through the house and then there's always this fucking (laughs) rhino at the end. But there's three of them. And I'm like, you guys, can't a bitch meditate in her apartment at three in the goddamn morning in peace? Apparently not. Apparently not. (sighs) I've been watching a lot of commercials because I've, uh, the last two days because of CNN. And I'll never, I'll never pay for the no commercials because these commercials late at night is usually when I watch TV when I do watch it because I'm better than you. And the commercials are clearly to trick our nanas. Like, is there is a commercial for a, serv- a thing. I don't even know what you want to call it. It's called Fight Camp. And the top of the commercial was um, real life customers as well as real life father and son. Just beating the shit out of this punching bag with a speaker on it. It's like, is that all you got? And I'm like, wow, that dad really wants to make sure his son gets all the pussy when he's of age, huh? And I was going, I wrote it down. I was like, I want to talk about that on the voices in our heads. And And I wrote it down on my little... My little notes section. And then I went to actually look up the commercial online. And all the commercials... The commercial they aired at 3 in the morning on CNN was not the kind of commercials that are on their website. They're like well-designed, beautifully filmed, got non-cheesy music. They just think everyone who watches CNN in the middle of the night is a dumb fucking idiot, huh? Well, guess what? Touché. And then there was a commercial... Oh, my God. This is so, this is like the... St- you can always tell how America is doing culturally by the commercials. For Passages Malibu, it's a luxury rehab. And I was like, oh, this is fucking gold. Holy hell. This commercial. Passages Malibu is only for rich, hot people, according to the commercial. It's just... All, everybody there who's like an addict, in quotes, is a hot model. And... And this guy is narrating the commercial. He's like, a passage is Malibu. Retreat and heal the underlying causes of addiction so you can live a healthy, addiction-free life. This is not a 12-step program. Yet no one is that hot who goes to a 12-step program. And then he goes, I should know. I was an addict for 10 years. Now I'm not. (laughs) The way he said it, uh, he was like bitter about it. I'm like, do you miss it? Seems like you miss it what substance were you addicted to also also passages malibu luxury rehab you fucking pricks anybody you the commercial starts with these giant sparkly gates opening like you're about to enter heaven and there's all these palm trees i'm like yeah i could kick any fucking habit in a castle on the beach okay but you're going to have, if you go to Passage's Malibu Luxury Rehab motherfuckers, this is what they don't tell you in the commercial. Eventually, you're going to have to go home. And your home don't look like that. And there ain't no lady poking you with fucking needles for acupuncture needles, not heroin needles, uh, in your living room. They got to make a rehab that looks like an exact replica of your living room. Because if you can survive and thrive in your home environment, you're fine. Because you have to go home at some point from the rehab. Where's that prep? Anyway, Passage is Malibu. Are you rich and have a hilarious addiction? <sighs> Just look it up. And then I looked on their YouTube channel where they have uh, their commercials because I wanted to rewatch it before I started recording. Because I uh, do my research they turned all the comments off on their youtube videos and i was like that's a red flag (laughs) you know as a comic every time i post a youtube video which i've been posting more lately i there's always that time where you're upload you went go to upload it and it goes do you want to turn commenting on or off and you're like that's a pussy move to turn it off i'm gonna turn i'm gonna leave it on because i'm not a pussy i'm a man and i only talk about sports with my friends and then I was watching, you guys, I've been educating myself lately. Because it's like, if I'm going to watch TV, I do want to watch the news. But the news is, you know, I, I, I have like a 20-minute window of tolerance for the news. And then I turn it off. You know, I'm not the airport. I don't just have it going in the background. That's insanity-inducing. But I do like educational programs. <laughs> and I was watching Nat Geo, National Geographic has this mini-series called Inside North Korea's Dynasty. And I was like, oh, I don't really know much about North Korea, except that, you know, Kim Jong-un is like a dick or whatever. And that's really all I really know. I mean, I know vaguely some things about history in North and South Korea split during the Korean War. Oh, I'm smart. Thank you so much. Uh, I didn't know that until recently. So, you know, if you don't know that, don't feel bad. Um, And this mini-series goes into, you know, north korea and i'm like i don't know about north korea let's do it let's know about north korea i don't think we're allowed to go there but kim jong-un is a whoo he's a little ticking time bomb isn't he (laughs) little (laughs) pudgy little time bomb huh he killed his uncle which that ain't good that's like a shakespeare play that's like right out of a shakespeare play except he's scar you know um And then he, I forgot about this. He fucking, remember when he fucking befriended Dennis Rodman? And you're like, oh yeah, he fucking did. He was friends with Dennis Rodman. Very strange. But he was obsessed with cinema and like fucking uh, American media, I guess. And some of the things about American celebrity, I don't really know. But there's a video in this fucking Dynasty miniseries about, and it's Dennis Rodman. Who, what a, I mean, what a lovely weirdo. I, I like, I like him. I Maybe he's done bad things. Don't shit on me for saying I like him. But I did, I mean, that's a weird thing. But look, if Kim Jong-un was like, Christina Hutchinson, can I be your friend? I'd be like, I mean, yeah, it's out of curiosity. But yeah, let's try. Let's try it. Do you have childhood trauma, Kim Jong-un? I feel like you might. I got a book for you. <laughs> uh, if Kim Jong-un farted in front of me i would absolutely laugh yeah so there's this video in this mini series of dennis Rodman, um just singing happy birthday off key <laughs> off key which i think so when people sing bad i think it's so funny <laughs> in in a, and then it, the camera zooms out and he's in a stadium full of north koreans and it's just dennis Rodman singing in front of kim jong-un oh kevin's going to bark Kevin, can you not just let it go? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Kevin, it's not worth it. Oh, my God. The neighbor, the neighbor. Oh, Jesus. Do you hear this? I don't know if you can hear this, but their dog Shakespeare, first of all, he's terrified of his own reflection and there's mirrors in my lobby. And I'm like, can you just, can you just shield his eyes during that part? Because the bummer about living on the first floor in a building, you got to hear all the lobby stuff anything that anyone says or does in the lobby i hear it it's very echoey anyway you want to see a video kim (laughs) jong-un getting sung to by dennis robin off key in front of a stadium of north koreans i i can't recommend it enough you gotta you gotta watch this shit i mean you can also just youtube it if you want but he also they cover this in the series he got mad nuclear weapons man that could hit america and it's like oof, damn i forgot about that part you know Sometimes you gotta block stuff out. Uh, but North Korea, mad traditional. And when I say traditional, I mean you're not really allowed to think other stuff other than I love Kim Jong Un. These motherfuckers love Kim Jong Un, and it, they they defined what a dictator is, and it kind of is exactly what Donald Trump was. This stupid ass ego driven shit. That's really that's a lot of it's behind it. And and your savior, that shitty ass guy. Who swoops in to a naive young girl that's like ten years younger than him? Uh, just yeah, just burp in the microphone, Christina. Yeah, it's fine. He just swoops in and it's like, "I'll save you," and she's like, "Really?" And he like has his fingers tapping together like Smithers on and the Simpsons. And you're like, "Ugh, gross!" You know, because I've totally been that girl many times. So, um, but that's the 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 one of the qualities of a dictator is like they they convince the people that they rule over that they need saving. And boy, he did a good job of that. It was wild. He would come out to crowds. This motherfucker would come out to crowds of hundreds of thousands of people. It's wild how many people, I mean, everyone in the country, I guess. Yeah. Are These crowds are weeping like he was all of the Beatles in one person. And they were clapping. There's this one clip of him coming out to like a balcony. And then it's just all these people like, oh my god, oh my god, it's Cam Jokun, and they're like, phew, going nuts, right? And then you see they're clapping for like twenty minutes. He's getting visibly annoyed because they won't stop clapping. I'm like, this motherfucker really pumping himself up, really pumping himself up. And there's all I was at There's all these quotes that he says about you know when. Trump was president <laughs> so glad it's not president anymore it's just I can't even tell you what that does to my soul but here's some quotes of what he said about Trump and it's, it's really funny because this Kim Jong-un's a fucking nutcase but also he speaks so much better than Trump and he knows more than one language <laughs> um, he goes whatever Trump might have expected he will face results beyond his expectations i will surely and definitely tame the mentally deranged u.s dotard with fire and i was like dotard huh and then i looked it up a dotard is an old person especially one who has become physically weak or whose mental faculties have declined learned something new guys the word dotard kind of sounds like the other word that i do say in my private home But I don't mean it as an offense to anybody who is mentally challenged because that's mean and gross and bad. But sometimes I'll say the word, well, not on a podcast. Now I'm just going to stop talking about it. But anyway, dotard. Didn't know that was a word. Didn't know that's what it meant. But now we know. Okay. So maybe we could say that word instead of the other one. Dotard. Sounds like more of a, I don't know. Anyway, here's some other Kim Jong-un speaking of dotards, here's some more Kim Jong-un quotes. The entire United States is within range of our nuclear weapons. A nuclear button is always on my desk. This is reality, not a threat. Okay. Daddy Jong un. Not cute. The United States must choose. It is up to you whether the nation called the United States exists on this planet or not. No, bubble I think it's up to you because you got that button you said, right? I mean, we, we don't want to die. I'm not proud of America either. But I'm not saying blow us up. We hate it too for re- different reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> and then this is him quoting about Trump's capacity for rational thinking. Quote, sound dialogue is not possible with such a guy bereft of reason. And I was like, I mean, you said it well, you little dictator. You said it well and then you remember when trump did that speech he where he said the united states has great strength and patience but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies we will have no choice but to totally destroy north korea rocket man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime and i'm like first of all that's not a sick burn if you're gonna do a sick burn fucking do a sick burn dude i know you have them up your sleeve But you're just saying Rocket Man. You're calling this motherfucker Rocket Man just to piss him off. You can't piss off that kind of guy. Who's got a button. I got a button too. You know what it does? No. My buttons don't throw bombs. They throw farts and (laughs) nose. But I'm like, you fucking... Oh, dotard. What an idiot. I remember when he called him Rocket Man. And as I was watching this miniseries, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember when Trump called him rocket man. And these are all the things that he's got going on in his life. Kim Jong-un. That's a lot of bad stuff. Can you not piss him off? Can you not piss him off, please? I'm almost done. I'm almost going to let you guys go. Okay, so update on family stuff for me. I sent my parents a letter. I I sent it to them the uh, the night that I recorded the last episode of this podcast because I felt good. I kind of pumped myself up. And I was like, you can do this, Christina, you can do it. And I wrote, I wrote the most heartfelt loving email that I think I've ever written in my life. I was so proud of myself. I proofread it before I sent it to both of my parents. And I was like, God damn it, Christina, I gotta say good for you. This is a fucking great email because it's a good it was a great email for a lot of reasons one of them is it's very loving but just because it's loving doesn't mean it's like i forgive you and we're fine i i was able to stand up for myself and go hey mom and dad this is what i need you to understand about me okay and one of the things i told them was i am a very sensitive person i don't know if you've noticed that yet okay but your daughter very sensitive little lady sensitive of the mind body spirit soul all the things sensitive and that's i said in the email i'm like that's not a weakness okay but i need you to respect how sensitive i am you're mean to me basically is what i said i'm not gonna read the email but um i do want to read what my my therapist i forwarded it to my therapist and i was like i'm pretty sure this email should win like an emmy because i really communicated myself just perfectly it was perfect i gotta say Because I I only, there was no anger. There was just love. And I had to get to a place where I really felt that before I can write something that, you know, articulated that. Because if you don't feel it, then what's the point? But I forwarded it to my therapist, who knows everything. She knows a lot more than you. She knows more than anybody. Because she knows all the little details of everything that's ever happened to me. (laughs) And I wanted her opinion on it. Because I was debating, as you know, because I've been talking about it on the podcast, uh, I want to write them. Do I write them? Ah, I feel guilty, and whenever the guilt will creep up, I'm, I talk back to the guilt. You got to talk back to the guilt because guilt's not going to do anyone any, any good. Okay. Um, but when I went down, right to sat down to write this email, there was no guilt present, and it was just I just felt like I wanted to reconnect. I miss them, and I love them, and it was just a really good email. So this is my. Th- I'm going to read to you my therapist's response after she read the letter (laughs) just to give you an idea hi christina i read your letter at least a few times you ask what i think of it first it is so beautifully written thank you so much so heartfelt expressive and thoughtful it's awe-inspiring and when i read that i was like it it was wasn't it because honestly i think the same thing about this email this email was so good when i think of the magnitude of the task Wanting your parents to know how you feel about how their behavior has impacted and influenced you, letting them in on how well you know yourself, what your needs are for yourself, the quality time you needed with yourself, and by implication, why you haven't been in touch. The very first sentence set the tone. Bravo. And I'll tell you what the first sentence was. The first sentence was, um, first off, I have to say, I love and miss you and I think about you every day. That's what I said. That was the first thing I said. Because, guys, we're on this planet to love. Okay. Just be like, but that, but sometimes, you know what? Sometimes people are like, Hey, I'm going to be a dick to you regardless. And you're like, all right, well, it's the more loving thing for me. And consequently for you, if we just don't talk, sometimes that's more loving. Anyway, she goes on. And speaking of needs, how eloquent, how you spoke about what you need from them. I'm very impressed how thoughtful this message is. Without fail, you continuously expressed your feelings rather than blame. And I was very proud of that because it took me a long time to get to that place. Although these are my own thoughts, that the way you infuse your care and desire to develop the relationship you have with them and how deeply concerned you are that they get you, And how you are so poignant, how you so poignantly expressed yourself. If either of your parents have the capacity to take in and digest what you have revealed, it would be due to the way you, to your way with words. And I just read that part and I was like, did I just win an award for best email to estranged parents? I was very, my feathers was getting fluffed up for a good reason. (laughs) Felt very proud of myself. Um, What you said about Kevin. If only they can get it. And what I said about Kevin was one time my, my dad was asking me the last time I talked to him, one of the things he said, I, I might have said this on the podcast, but whatever, it bears repeating. If you left Kevin with us and you went on tour for a weekend, you'd be calling and texting me uh, a, a lot or something. That's the that's the thing that my dad threw out there. And I referenced that in my email to them. I said um, last time I spoke to dad, he, he gave out this hypothetical scenario in which if I were to leave Kevin with you guys for a weekend and I would go on the road. Wouldn't I be worried about him and calling and texting? And the answer to that is no, because I would not leave my beloved angel baby Kevin perfect boy with anybody who I didn't fully trust. And I know that if Kevin is at your house, you will not only take excellent care of him, you will make him feel welcomed and loved. That's what I said. So I'm like, I wouldn't be calling to text you because I know you are capable of taking care of yourself and my fucking dog. I didn't say fucking. So this is very loving. Anyway, that's what she meant by that. And then she said, and this is this part made me laugh so hard. And speaking of getting it, your optimism may be a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh because <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, Christina, you're amazing. But... I don't think they're going to get it. And honestly, I didn't... That that, made, that part made me laugh because I'm like, oh, yeah, no, totally. And speaking of getting it, your optimism may be a fantasy. All the things you have said and how you have said them are masterful. Thank you. <laughs> However, if they truly could hear you, you wouldn't have suffered in all the ways you have. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Okay, yeah, you're right, Doc. And then she ends with, I think... This is an exquisite attempt to connect. My gut tells me they don't have the capacity. This comment may cause you to brace yourself. Let's see. Um, Which, you know, you want a therapist that's fucking honest with you. And nothing... I mean, when she said that part, I'm like, yeah, no, I totally understand. But it was funny to actually read it and go, yeah, they might not... Just might not get it. Anyways, I haven't heard from them. So... (laughs) Sometimes, you know, one of the things I learned from Feel Your Feelings January is that if you communicate especially if it's someone who hurt you or upset you or someone that's close you're close to if you communicate to any person on this planet but especially that type of person with your whole heart and from a place of love and from a place of fully knowing yourself and able to know and 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 you're aware of what you need in any given relationship and what you expect in any given relationship if you can communicate all of that from a place of love, then your happiness will never rely on the person's response. And I and that's the one thing Feel Your Feelings January got me, because when I pressed send on that email. I was like, you know what I could you know, if I thought of, if I imagined like the worst thing they could respond with, I don't know coming to my house with a torch and going you're a stupid whore whatever that'd probably make me laugh (laughs) but like you know just a cruel I imagine like okay what if I get a cruel response before I sent it I I imagine like all the possible responses I could get just to see how I'd react just to kind of see like where I was at right and because I communicated so purely from the heart I was like you know what it doesn't matter how they respond to this what matters is I was able to stand up for myself acknowledge myself say what I need and hey if you can't give that to me it's okay but we can't we have to be separate and then they didn't respond which I'm like oh god it's a really good email and then Corinne came over and I was telling her about it and she was like are you fucking serious I'm like yeah this is you know it's you know what? It's it's their loss. And it's not to say they, they'll never respond. They just it's been a week and they haven't responded. Um and I really do think it is it is their loss. I gotta be honest. And I don't mean that in a cruel way. I genuinely mean that. I'm dope as shit. Okay? And I have anybody who's ever written me a letter, I have you are a big reason a big Uh, 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 force in my life who has proven this to me that like I can be understood and loved by people that I don't even fucking know so that means to me that I can communicate myself to the internet and then people are inspired by it they're inspired to look deeper inside themselves which is not fucking fun and it's not fucking easy and then they appreciate that and they take the time to write me a fucking letter and mail it that's beautiful that's beautiful so that it was part of my rebuilding of my image of myself really and who I am and uh, you know that to me is like proof that I'm that it's their loss it's their it's their loss I gotta say like because I'm really holding grudges blows man it sucks and but that doesn't mean that you can't work out what hurt you it's just so tricky so if anybody is out there listening to this that um that has an estranged relationship with, your pa- with one or more of your parents. And, you know, every time you hear somebody talk about, I love my mom, she's the best. It kind of hurts every time I hear someone talk about a mom that's good. <laughs> or that's loving. And, like, knows how to love them. Very jealous. But. Bet. But. 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 <coughs> But, uh, if you can love yourself, that is a, it doesn't matter what people think of you. Truly, truly. I feel like I figured out that piece of information, which was really valuable. Anyway, um, we gotta, I gotta let you go, but please, the next couple of weeks on the Voices in Our Heads, we're going to be diving into this whole concept of your body being a rental car, but in a good way. Like, it's all good stuff. Thank God. Cause I hate bad stuff, you know? Um, and I'm going to be presenting to you uh, studies, excerpts from books, various books that um, will uh, that will make you think of your entire life differently. And I'm like, well, that's a good fucking thing to leave on this planet. Nice little legacy for your yours truly. Make people fucking better. That's dope as shit. Uh, I wanted to end this episode by saying, if you are, if if anybody listening to this podcast has ever had a... I don't know if, how to, if I want to say it as supernatural, but if you've ever um, had a premonition, meaning you've dreamt about something and it happened, or if you ever communicated with a loved one before they passed away or after they passed away, or if a loved one of yours has sent a sign in your real life, because a, a kind of along the lines of the topics I'm going to be discussing, but I think it, a, another powerful Piece of evidence that I want to take advantage of is from you guys, the listeners, because I feel like anytime I ask, like, has anybody ever walked down the beach with a red dog named Clifford, but in purple roller skates? Someone will be like, "Oh yeah, I did that yesterday." So I want to utilize you guys. Um, email me, and you, the subject line could be like "magic" or "mystical experience" or wh- something magical, like le- whatever you know what to say. But get, write me the story about uh, a moment in your life that kind of changed how you look at the world, how you look at death, how changed how you looked at death and what happens after you die and our capacity as human beings. I've said this before. I'll say it hopefully every episode. Every person listening to this, you are so much more powerful than you could ever know. You individually, you as a person. And then together, we're fucking on fire in a good way. You know, not like the rocket man stuff, not like a bomb. But like the bomb, diggity, I'm the shit kind of bomb. I'm going to stop talking. But if you have an experience where you've communicated with a loved one after they've passed away or uh, with a spirit or anything like that, write it to me. Email it to me. The Voices in Our Heads podcast at gmail.com because I want to share some of your stories first and then we'll go from there. Okay? Because I swear to God, I'm going cha- to change your life. I'm going to change your life. And it's not going to involve crying about old wounds because hey that's a very important thing to do but um i gotta focus on other stuff now guys because i can't focus on that shit anymore at least for right now because it makes me sad and i feel like i've i've dug out all the dirt in that little crevice at least for now you know you forget sometimes you're doing all this self-improvement and you're like oh yeah life's supposed to be fun right let's have fun and let's experience the magic of life and love so the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com. Email me your supernatural, magical, mystical experiences. Um, And please, February 13th, 9 p.m., get your tickets. Did that help live? Guys, I love you so much. Congratulations on not killing yourself. I really mean that. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high. It's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round get to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Kids, in fact, it's cold as hell, and there's no one there to raise them if you did. And all the science I don't understand. Just my job Five days